Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to the 21st episode of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. Today, we're talking with email marketing expert, Shannon Bondi. And I am so excited about this episode because I have been harassing Shannon to come on the podcast for a few months. She is a genius with email marketing. She has amazing success stories for her business and clients. And she's also a really cool and authentic person. So I'm very excited that she is on here today and she is sharing so many amazing email marketing tips for beginners that are just getting started. And I know email marketing can feel stressful to people and she really breaks it down in a very easy way so you can implement stuff today. So I'm super pumped for this episode. And Shannon really fell in love with email marketing and discovered its true power when she made $2,600 from one email when she first started using email marketing. So now Shannon helps busy entrepreneurs use the power of email to grow their business and make more money. She works with businesses for email marketing services like weekly email management, funnel building, launch strategies, email intensives, and more. So if you've ever wondered about email marketing and how to get started, how to get people to actually open your emails, how to make more sales from emails, this episode is for you. So grab your coffee, grab your wine. This is going to be an amazing one. So excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Carrie. I'm excited to be here too. So I feel like we have so much to talk about. So you are really like the email marketing extraordinaire. I love seeing you on Instagram. You're always posting about your open rates and your Friday emails. (laughs) I like how I know all this about you. Like I obviously stalk you. Um, But I'm so excited to dive into all your email marketing stuff because like you, I'm also a huge fan of email marketing. For product business, it is one of the most important things. Like for my own business, I don't personally love email marketing, but when it comes to product like e-commerce, subscription, I love it because it's so different than the service-based side of things, but it's just so important. And I teach students, I, I work with clients on email marketing, so I'm really excited to kind of get in here and pick your brain a little bit, but also have you teach everyone so many awesome things. So I'm super pumped. Um, Just to start off with, do you want to just tell everyone a little bit about yourself and how did you end up getting into email marketing? Um, Sure. It's, I'll give you the the, uh, shorter version of the story, but yeah. So um, I'm an email uh, expert and launch strategist, and I do done for you services for uh, small business owners who are overwhelmed by email and want to get that off their plate. So I'll do things like monthly management and um, launch strategies, things like that. Um, Funnel builds, all those fun things. So um, my story, so I've been a wedding photographer for 10 years. And when COVID hit last year, I had a friend who did email marketing and she needed a ton of help because she had two little boys and they were at home with her and she just did not have any time, but I had tons of time. Um, so I just helped her with email and I realized how much I absolutely love it. And I thought, Hmm, there are not a ton of email people helping busy entrepreneurs learn how to do this. I mean, you can learn to do it, but there's no one like actually doing it for them as often. Um, so I thought, Hmm, I'm seeing a little opportunity here since I love emails. Why not help out fellow business owners and make this a thing? Mm, I love it. And I know that I already told you I was going to mention this, but for anyone who is a dog lover, and I'm sure anyone who follows me on any channel knows that I am a grossly obsessed dog person. Shannon has the cutest husky, and she does a lot of videos of him, of them walking in LA. 
And if you guys love dogs, love huskies, you definitely have to follow her because her dog is gorgeous. Like I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah, no, he's the best dog. He's a rescue and he literally is like the best dog ever. He doesn't do anything wrong. We had a pug for a while and he was so naughty sometimes. <laughs> and our uh, our dog, John, our husky, he's like just literally an angel. He's wonderful. I love him. Aww. My dog Asha is part husky and I used to have a husky when I was growing up. So I do have a little bit of a a soft spot for huskies. They're just like such sweet dogs. Some are crazy. So be careful if you really, if anyone wants a husky, be careful. I always have to preface ours is like a lazy husky. So don't take mine as an example of how huskies are. Mine growing up was crazy. Like she was definitely tapped in the head. I'm pretty sure she was like part wolf. She had those crazy, creepy husky eyes. Not like the pretty ones, but like the ones that look like they're like going to murder you in five seconds. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh no. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, enough about dogs. Um, so just to start off with, like, tell us why product people, so e-commerce, subscription, even Etsy people, why do they need an email list? Like why is email marketing important? Well, um, I think everyone should have one just because, I mean, let's, we all know we don't own Instagram. We don't own our social media channels. So if that went down, how would you communicate? Really? Like Instagram was actually down this morning for like 10 minutes. And I think the whole world, I could feel the whole world freaking out over it. (laughs) Um, but like, what would you do really? Like, at least like for you, we have this recording and I thought, well, I can always email her, you know, like I have her information. Mm -hmm. That's something like we don't lose. So having that access to your clients and your customers is just invaluable. Plus it's a great way to build another community. Um, cause you're much more personal. You're in their, you're in their inbox space. So you can tell them things that like a little bit more intimately than you would with, um, say social media where like, what's the saying 6% of your chat, like your audience sees your posts, whereas, Mm -hmm. you know, depending on your open rate, you could have anywhere from 20 to 40. I mean, I have some 60% open rate emails, so you could really have a huge, much more, it's much more better use of your time, obviously, because a lot more people are going to actually see, and they've said they want to be there. So it's kind of win-win. And I love that you're talking about the fact that we don't own social media, because that's something that I talk about probably every single day. And I'm very, open about the fact that like you cannot build your business on one social media channel. I see so many people that they all they do is Instagram and they'll message me and say, Carrie, like, uh, how do I grow my business? Like, I'm not getting traffic. And I say, well, where are you marketing? Instagram. Okay, where else? I'm not. Do you have an email list? No. Okay, like we have to talk. (laughs) Um, Because it's so important. Like if like you just said, if Instagram shuts you down, and that actually happens, that's happened to a lot of people I know. Facebook, if you're only doing Facebook ads and Facebook, like I've seen Facebook ads um, delete people's accounts. You need to have something that you own and that you can communicate with your audience. So I love that you mentioned that because it's it's something that is so important that more people need to really know that, you know, I think it's not very known. So yeah, well, and I just heard the other day about somebody losing their 17K following, like their go- account is gone. They're not getting it back. It's gone. And it's just like, what are you going to do if that happens? If that's the only stream of in- like marketing and income you have is yep. something that you can't control. Cause like, you don't know your, if you're going to get hacked, you don't know if like, I've heard of people having uh, bot accounts created like theirs. They're similar. And then Instagram will block all of them, including their oh. own. Like it can oh just, it can be completely out of your control. So having another way to keep up with your clientele is great. Um, and then I would also add too, when I first started really understanding email marketing, I sent one email to my list and I made $2,600. So it's like one of those things that you get a really good return on your investment. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I wish I could touch everyone in the world and be like, here's what you could do with email marketing. It's love just that. so powerful. And that you got that much money from one email. I love that. Yeah. It's it's totally doable for anyone, literally. <laughs> um, I know for my the business I used to own, the Dapper Dog Box, you know, I started growing my email list from day one. I am a marketer by I don't know. I don't really like the word trade, but, you know, in my past, um, I did marketing for, you know, over a decade and I, I really knew the power of email marketing. But 
when I had my product business, you know, that was one thing I did from day one is like, okay, I'm in my pre-launch phase, have to grow my email list, have to get people on. And I learned more in depth on like what to do, like how to grow your email list, um, how to communicate with them and all that stuff. So um, I think sometimes it's just something that we have to kind of learn from day one. But I agree with you. It is so important. And I can also share my own client experiences. Like what I manage a lot of uh, marketing clients and email is one of the top ways that we grow revenue. You know, every day you can be like, okay, you know what? I kind of want to make more money today. What can I do? Okay, cool. I'm going to email my list and I'm going to do a promotion for a specific product or, or like if it's a dog company, a dog toy or really whatever you have, you can always throw in promotions, sales, opportunities, and people will buy um, as long as you have your email list. So I love it. Of just, I know a lot of people ask me, okay, I, I'm going to sign up with Clavio or MailChimp or OmniSend. How, like, what do I do? How do I get started? So, for product people, like, what do you recommend an easy way to get started with email marketing? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I get that a lot too. So, I think when you're starting, you just want to find a platform that works for you. you. It doesn't have to be all the bells and whistles right away. So, if you're not ready to dive into something insane, like MailChimp's a great place to start because they do offer a good free, um, whatever in- program for signing up. Um, and then I think you, does Clavio offer a free one too? I forget, but I, they have a, just a trial, I think. I think they have a trial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but which is a great platform for a, a product-based businesses. But what I would say is the biggest thing you need is a way for people to opt in to your emails and you also need just a welcome email. So as soon as they do opt in to those emails, like what do they get? Because the point would be, is you want to train them to go and open the emails from the get-go. So as far, as soon as they opt in, you say, Hey, there's an inbox, you know, email in your inbox waiting for you. They're going to go and check, make sure they got it. And then that's how you start that whole relationship with them. Um, if this is confusing for someone, whatever platform you're thinking of, I always recommend going to a couple different sites, check out the one that seemed to have the benefits you need in this moment. Again, you can always switch if for some reason it doesn't work for you. Mm-hmm. And then you can always Google like YouTube videos for, um, you know, setting up both an opt-in and a welcome sequence or just a welcome email. And that will help like guide you through that process. Yeah. And I agree. I think with email marketing, I kind of bash MailChimp a lot and I don't mean to, I feel like I'm an email marketing snob. <laughs> Everyone bashes MailChimp. I'm not quite sure how they are like, they're huge. They're huge. And I'm not quite sure how. Oh, it's so bad. I feel bad because I use MailChimp for my past business. But once I didn't use MailChimp and I used more e-commerce specific email marketing, I was like, oh my God, like you can do so many more things. Like MailChimp stinks. Um, <laughs> the, the sad thing is, is MailChimp, I think has most of those things. It's just, no one knows how to find them <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. their platform's so confusing that like you get in there. Once you learn it, it's like, oh, this actually is doable in MailChimp, mm-hmm. but it's just confusing to figure out how to do it in MailChimp. I agree. And I think they do do a, like, I tell people, okay, I, I, I don't want to bash MailChimp. If, if that's the only one that you can kind of do for now, get started, do it, then move to something else when you're ready. So I agree with you, like just get started with something. And even if it's MailChimp or if it's, there's just so many different ones. I mean, even like I love Flowdesk. I don't think Flowdesk is great for a product business, but if that's where you want to start, then it's fine. Like get started. Yeah. I know plenty of product businesses that do use Flowdesk and they make it work. Mm -hmm. They do integrate with Shopify. So if that's something that people use, that's a great thing you can do. And it's a great place to start for a low price until you're ready to upgrade. Um, I've seen like, I've seen, I have a alcohol company that sells through there and their emails look amazing and they, it Mm -hmm. seems like they make great sales. So I think it just depends on your needs and what you're wanting and what will help you save time while you get going. And then like, like we said, you can always upgrade or change to a different platform that would maybe suit you better. And I agree. I do love, so I use Flowdesk for my business and I will say the, the beautiful, beautiful emails you can create with Flowdesk are pretty mind blowing. Like they are absolutely beautiful. So if you are like a high-end brand or a, a brand that you have to have like these beautiful visual emails, and Flowdesk is great. So like I'm not trying to bash any email platforms, but I definitely have the ones that I think are the best for specific reasons. But like Shannon was like, sorry, like I'm talking to you like you're not here. Like you were saying, um, just getting started with something and then you can always move to something else is is good. In terms of just like the opt-in and welcome series, 
What are some, I know that you mentioned like try to go to YouTube. If someone just wants to kind of get started with the welcome email, how many welcome emails do you recommend? Honestly, it kind of depends on what you're doing. If you're really brand, brand new and you just want, uh, just do one. Like if that's all you can handle, just do one. That's okay. And you can grow as you, as you see the customer need. Um, but I mean, in theory, a little welcome sequence wouldn't be the end of the world if you can manage. Again, I don't want to overwhelm anyone because that's kind of my thing is I want to help beginners realize <laughs> the power of email and then grow yeah. to be better and learn. So let's say you are a little bit of beyond beginner. Um, a good welcome sequence would be something like, hey, welcome to the you know list and uh, adding a little bit about your brand, maybe why you started, not going too crazy. These emails don't need to be long. I think that that's a big common misconception is that emails need to be essays and really a couple sentences and like a picture or two, maybe if you feel mm-hmm. like it. Again, a picture isn't even necessary in email too. I like to include one just because I like personality and I'm a former photographer, so I love uh, pictures, but, um, or even just a cute gift could be fine. Um, but anyway, just put a few sentences in that email, maybe a little bit about why you started your brand, why it's a great product, why you're glad they're there. Um, and then you can move on from there. Maybe in a few days, they get another email saying something like a little bit more about your brand, like why maybe a story about why you started, mm-hmm. like what took you to this place what need did you have or what need did you see a customer needing and like explain that story and just maybe, and then maybe a feature email afterward, like a a feature, one of your best selling products, or maybe if, um, you have just one product, you could talk about the benefits of that product and why it's great. Um, and then I think too, depending on why they're getting on your list, you could offer some sort of perk, like, Hey, if you're interested in buying there, we're having a quick sale today, or if they opted into your list and came in through a, um, a discount code, you can remind them like, Hey, just so you know, the code's going to end today. Um, go ahead and get whatever it is you need. Like, have you checked out this product or that product? Um, and if you have any questions, just reply to this email. We're here for you. Mm. But I think those are, those are perfect things just to kind of get people warmed up to your audience. And the thing with email marketing, like you were saying too, is it is your way to nurture an audience other than like, let's say Instagram is a great place for nurturing because you can show up on video, you can show your face, people can really get to know you and your brand. And that creates connection and builds trust. And that's exactly what email marketing can do if you do it kind of the the right way is like you can actually bring in that personality, use storytelling, talk about your brand. I think a lot of people get Miss it like I feel like email marketing is misunderstood because I think people think, okay, isn't email marketing only to send like a Black Friday email or isn't email marketing only to send like that yearly newsletter where I ramble on about my company updates that people don't actually care about? And I always say, absolutely not. Like email marketing is your place to nurture your audience and build that like no and trust. So when you actually do have that sale people will actually open your email and buy from you. So I think um, part of it is just educating people on like just the benefit of email and the power because I love it because of the power. You know, you can directly communicate with people and get them to learn about you and then sell when you have something to sell. So exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's a great point you bring up, Carrie, that like you can give tips for like, let's say your skincare company, like you can give tips about like the best way to clean your face. Like I, how many times are we confused about something like that? Um, or just really simple things that like you get asked all the time, like put that in an email and send it to people with no major like goal to sell anything necessarily other than to just give people some value and information that they can take and get a quick win with. They're going to see you as a go-to expert because you're sharing information that maybe they had either forgotten or just didn't know in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's so many things that we can kind of um, communicate to our audience. So that kind of leads me to another thing I want to talk to you about is valuable content. So again, like we just sort of talked about the fact that one confusing part of email marketing is like the point of it. People think, okay, isn't email marketing only for X, Y, and Z, but it's really to give so much more. So can you kind of talk about how to send valuable content to your subscribers that again, like actually does position you as their go-to expert for that service or product. So you kind of talked about that for a a little bit. Maybe let's talk about that a little bit more because I love it. 
Yeah. I mean, I think I love to take frequently asked questions and turn those into emails. Like what are people asking me or what are they saying to me? Like a lot of people tell me like, I don't want to send emails because I'm an, I'm afraid I'm going to annoy people. And I'm like that. I made an email out of that. Like it's not, you're not going to, they have raised their hand and said they want to be there. So, you know, I'll, I'll address that, um, objection in an email and hopefully people will feel empowered to go send an email. So if you're a product person, And again, let's just use, um, let's use dog toys, right? Like maybe you could talk about playing with your dog and like how much you and they enjoy having that ball thrown for them, you know? And like, you could just talk about a cute little story about playing with your dog and then just like, what's your favorite thing to do with your dog or what does your dog love to do with you? Um, you know, do they love to play? Like, for instance, my dog's not a big play dog. He doesn't really love toys, but he loves walks. So I would, you know, talk about how much he just loves to go on walks. Anytime I ask him, he's ready to go. Um, so, you know, those kind of things I feel like are, they make you relatable, but also give and make you look like you're the expert in whatever it is you are providing your clients or customers. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that that's really a great way to, um, create some content, um, I do have a free resource too. I'll give you Carrie so you can put in the show notes for everyone, but um, of creating content. But I think another great way is to like, just pull your audience too. So if you're on Instagram or something, like ask them what they want to hear about. Like, Hey, in my email this week, I'm thinking of talking about dog bowls or dog toys. Which one do you want to hear about? And then they have an invested interest in wanting to be on your email list because they voted for one of your topics. Mm. But yeah, it's always fun to include um, include your audience and kind of um, them tell you what they want to learn more about. So I think that's an awesome idea. Yeah, yeah, it's super fun. It makes it interactive, and people um, people love to give you their opinion. So any way you can get it that helps you, why not? No, I love it. I love it. Um, and then in terms of the content part, so one thing that I sort of not me, but I feel like people that I work with struggle with is is that content part. Like what content do I create? And that that kind of overlaps into the entire business, not just for email, but like Instagram, blog posts. I mean, I could ramble on here. How do, what ideas do you have about, like how do people actually come up with content ideas for emails that relate to their business? Does that make sense? It does. Um, so what I like to do is, or try to do, I should say, I'm not perfect at this. So what I, what I try to do is I try and work backwards. So what is it that you have that you're selling, right? So what's your like end goal? So if that's to sell a subscription box, then what does that customer need to know before purchasing, right? Like Mm -hmm. sure you have all these cool things in it and it may be a great value, but like, how does that benefit their life? And how can you break that down through a series of in this case, emails or your content. If you're on Instagram or something like that, you could use the same strategies um, that like, what do they need to know? So do they need to know that like Susan loved this box so much and here's all the things that she loved about it and like how it changed her life. Like maybe sharing that story would help them to be like, oh yeah, I am like Susan and I really probably should just get this box. Um, Or maybe you want to include like a product that's in that box that's really important or like really cool, you know, like you want to highlight it. That's a great email right there is like, Hey, we have this really cool water bottle in this and it keeps things cold forever. And so like, you know, when you're chasing the kids around and your coffee is getting cold, this will keep it hot or what, you know, whatever it is that you can relate it to their life and how it makes it better and easier. You're going to sell it immediately because people need things that make their life easier. Uh yeah. And I like how you're incorporating a lot of storytelling into that example too. Cause it's, I think again, when we're doing email, like we're trying to also humanize our brand and it's like, I talk about this a lot as well is that people want to, I mean, not everyone, but ideally, you know, people want to support the non Amazons of the world. And I love Amazon. Like my husband works for Amazon. We definitely are invested in Amazon, but like, how can you make your brand humanize so people want to buy from you and not Amazon? And that's through like building that connection through your email. So I love that you talk about using photos. And even if you if your email marketing platform can allow you to have video, like you want to do that stuff because that instantly humanizes your brand and will get people to want to actually support you so much more. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because the more they feel connected to you, mm-hmm. and I mean, we mm-hmm. all love Amazon. We can't deny it. But 
Mm-hmm. We want to support small business too. So it, there is space for everyone. So just showing up as you are and bringing what it is that makes your business unique to the table and telling that story, mm-hmm. you're going to see a huge return on that kind of time investment and that kind of, you know, sharing your pouring, pouring your heart out is going to mean something to someone else out there. Cause I guarantee you, there are more people like feeling like you or feeling like your customers feel stuck with, you know, in a problem or just need a solution to make their lives a little bit more efficient, whatever that might be there, there's a need for it. So you just have to find that need and expand on it and tell people why, why their lives could be better with whatever it is you have for them. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And do, do you recommend people show with their face in their emails? Let's say it's a small brand, like a small business, a small brand. Let's just say it's a skincare line. Do you feel like it's good to like show your face, show videos, tell your tell more of your story in emails? A hundred percent. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. But if it's something that makes you extremely uncomfortable or you're really trying to be semi-faceless, I mean, you can get a, around that. But I think mm-hmm. especially if you're a baby business, like you just started having some sort of personal connection to you is going to do wonders for growing your business. Like just having somebody to know, oh yeah, it's like brand recognition, right? So you're going to see somebody's face or like somebody else knows them and they're going to like, it values, you know, values you and makes it more like they're like, oh yeah, I know Carrie. She's amazing. She does great work. And like how many other people will vouch for that? So many, cause they know it's you and it's your brand. And like, you wouldn't just do something to do it. You're doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think showing your face and showing up is very helpful and very important. But again, if it's really something that just isn't on your heart, I'm very intuitive. I'm very much like a, what feels right to me kind of person. And I Mm -hmm. I fight that sometimes because of the way our society (laughs) is structured, but it's, so if it really feels wrong to you, obviously there are workarounds. You can do things with just your hands. You can, you know, you really want to keep it like private. That's fine. Maybe you like do kids stuff and you don't want to like show your kids on there. That's okay. Um, you can do things, like I said, with their hands or like, I've seen even people like cut off crop a certain way. So you don't see faces. Um, but then you could always like do a voiceover maybe instead, or you could, um, just find some creative ways to still highlight your product, but maybe keep it a little bit more personal if that's like not on your heart to share yourself. But like, like we said, if you have the, uh, bravery to go out there and show yourself, you're going to see a huge return on your, your time of showing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I, like for me, I struggled so for years to show up on video. I definitely, <laughs> you're, you're smashing it. Like I'm so impressed by you. Oh my God. No, but it's one of those things where like, you just have to put yourself out there. And like a year ago, I joined a mastermind program with Letitia. So that's how I met Letitia. And I was terrified even to show up on the zoom calls. In fact, the first zoom call, I'm dying laughing. The first Zoom call, I was like turning my camera off and like putting it against a different wall because I was terrified to be on video. Like, I don't know what my problem was, but it was legit a phobia. And I had to just start baby steps, putting myself out there, showing up in videos, showing like getting brand photos. And slowly over time, I got more comfortable. And now, I mean, I just do ridiculous things on video and I don't care. But it's funny how much like one, it's awesome how much we can all grow on something that's very scary to us. And I know a lot of people are very afraid to show their face, show up on video um, and kind of put themselves out there. I think you can have that faceless brand and it feels very safe. But once you start actually having to show your face, I think it's just terrifying for people. So um, yeah, I've can be. I love that you worked through that. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I think, I think if you were that scared, anybody who's scared oh my can God. through it, but it's, yes. you, I'm sure you've also learned like, it's okay to not show up perfectly. I don't know why for some reason, mm-hmm. like it seems like we have to be perfect to show up. Um, I showed up like half asleep this morning on my Instagram stories and I was like, <laughs> my hair's all over. It's just like, I don't care. And also it makes you more relatable, right? Like, like let's say you send product, you know, you are targeting moms, like they're tired. They, their coffee is cold too. They want to hear about it because they can relate to you. I agree a hundred percent. Um, and it's, I feel like it's why people like people like Jenna Kutcher, for example, she like, I, I like her for the most part. Um, but I like the positivity that she brings and I like the authenticity that she brings because she shows up, you know, 
wearing crazy, like wearing underwear and like talking about how we need to embrace our bodies and we, you know, shouldn't be touching up photos. And like, I love that stuff because it's very relatable. And it's something that, especially as women, I feel like we all struggle with on different levels of like how we look, how we feel, like it's really hard to put yourself out there. So um, yeah, I feel like I'm going on a tangent. But anyway, um, the point is that it's it's good to show up on video or even on email, like with photos of yourself, if you can and if you feel comfortable. And like, again, if I can transform over the past year showing up on video and showing my face, then I do feel like anyone can do it because like I said, I legit had like a phobia. I don't know what my problem was. I also feel like I've never liked getting my picture taken my whole life. It's just not my thing. Um, I don't know, like camera shy. I think that's the old definition of me is like very camera shy. So anyway, um, but it does help, you know, Um, and then. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things too, with, when it comes to video, especially in your emails, like just, just, mm-hmm. uh, as you're talking about this, I'm kind of thinking about this tip too, for people, there's usually in most email providers, a way to put in like a YouTube or Vimeo or something like that link into an email. Um, something I'd advise against is putting the, the video directly into an email only because it will really slow down your email in theory. If it's a big video, I mean, if it's just a little gif, that's not a problem, but if you're doing like a four minute video, you probably want to host that somewhere else and just put the link. You can link it so that it shows up looking like a video. It's not just a link. Um, but that way it's not going to like bog down your email server and like potentially not get delivered to your people. Oh, that's a good tip. I like that. Um, and then just, I have a question. Cause I know that you talk a lot about your open rates. What kind of like, tell us, I, I would love to hear a little bit about your amazing open rate success. And like, maybe tell everyone why it's important to have open rates and like how, what any advice you can give on how to actually get people to open your emails. Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, thank you for bringing that up. I am very proud of my open rates. Um, <laughs> yeah, amazing. So, amazing. Well, my, I think the point is, is when I first started my list, small is mighty. Like a lot of people think a small list means you're not going to make that much money, but, uh, not true. I like that $2,600 email I sent, I think was like to not 500 people. Like, I think it was actually like 200 people. Um, so it's smallest are mighty because most of the people want to be there and want to open your emails. So you use that to your advantage. Um, but as far as open rates go, so average open rate is 20%. So depending on when you send your email and all that, however many people open 20% is average for pretty much any email across the board. Um, I usually average about 50, 60% open rates on my emails just because, um, I really make sure people want to be there. Like I, that, and again, that's unusual. It's not common. Um, my clients tend to average about 30, 40% open rates. Um, I have a client that was really low and we, um, did some strategy on her list to really boost her open rates. And she's getting like 40% open rates now. And originally it was like 11%. So wow. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about getting that up there right now. Um, I'm actually excited to see this week's email. So I'll have to report back with how it did. Um, but yeah, so tips for getting a higher open rate. Well, let's say first, actually, the reason you want a higher open rate. So just like SEO, just like other platforms, there's email. I always call them the email gods, right? Like, I don't know what they are, but they essentially like crawl the email and make sure that it's not spam and that it's, you know, people want it. It's, it's not the same like algorithm as say Instagram, but there is a similarity there. Um, so the more opens you get, the more, you know, the bots realize that your email is something people want, and it's going to push it into that inbox a little bit more than say the promotions folder, but there's other reasons that it could be going to promotion folder too, with like subject lines and stuff like that. Um, which we would need a whole nother podcast to go into that really truly, but, (laughs) um, essentially you want to get people to open your email because it looks better on those backend servers. And like I said, it's a lot like SEO that the more you build that up, the better it looks. The other thing that helps with emails is click rates. So if you have a link in there that people are clicking, um, click rates, a very low percentage, like 1.9%, I believe is average. So if you're not getting a ton of clicks in your emails, don't feel bad. (laughs) That's very common. Um, literally I think it's less than 2%. So it's not like a huge, huge thing, but it does boost your credentials, I guess. I don't know what they call it. 
Um, and then the final thing is getting responses to your emails also helps like boost those backend stats that I'm sure we could all find if we were really that level of nerdy. I mean, I think I'm a pretty high level of nerd, but, um, (laughs) not quite that high level of nerd. Um, so there are definitely things that like can help deliverability with your email. And like I said, that's open rate, the click rate. And if people are responding, I don't want people to feel like you absolutely have to get all of those things. So if you just focus on open rate first, the others will come along because if people aren't opening your email, the others can't happen. So really just focusing on getting that open rate. So tips for open rates. Um, I love to use Instagram. That's my platform of choice, but you could use anything. So you could use, if you use LinkedIn, you could use um, Facebook, anything you use to do these strategies would work. Um, so I just talk about my list. I know that seems so simple, but I talk about it. And like today I posted, Hey, this is how my email is doing so far. I think it was at like 35% open. And I said, you know, did you get it? And I have a little poll and they say no, or checking now or yes, or checking now. And usually that boosts me another like 10, 20% of open rates. That's a great way to just make it interactive for people, like remind them they have an email in their inbox. Um, you can try things like just, again, just talking about your list throughout the week. Like, Hey, are you on my list? Or I'm sending this special thing only to my email list. Can't wait for them to get it. Are you on? Yes. No people that say no, you could say, Hey, if you want to be, here's the link. Um, that's kind of more to grow it, but that those are kind of ways I love to use to get my open rates a little bit more boosted. Um, and then you can also like encourage people to like, tell a friend too, you know, like, Hey, do you like this product? Like tell your friend about it. Um, and that's another great way to get people to like get more interest in your emails and thus better open rates. I love that. And yeah, I can attest to your open rates are very high. I know that I, my open rates are not anywhere. <laughs> Don't be embarrassed if they're not seriously. <laughs> I know it's an anomaly, but it is something I pride myself. Like with, when I work with my clients, we get their open rates up for sure. I have yeah. another client that's average 40% too. So It's definitely a thing. Um, Another thing you can use too when trying to get uh, your open rates higher is just assess your subject line. So if your subject line is really, really complicated, people aren't going to open it. Think about what you open, right? Like go to your inbox and think about like what grabbed me, you know, what made me go, I want to open that email. Or like when I write them, I think, would I even open this? And if I'm like, no, I probably wouldn't. Then don't change your subject line to something that would make you open. I love that. That's like, I think that the subject lines have to be like that advertisement style that stops your scroll or like, I kind of talk about this example a lot when you're in the grocery store and you're in the checkout line and you see the magazines, which magazine are you going to open? It's like the one where, you know, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively are getting a divorce, like Ryan cheated or, you know, like you're going to probably open that one. Not like the boring thing about like, I don't know, now I'm coming up with a bad example, but you have to like have something that's going to grab someone's attention because think about how many emails you get per day and how many that you tune out. You know, you're probably, you probably should unsubscribe to a lot of those people, but you know, you just don't and you just ignore them and they just build up in your inbox. But which ones, which ones like grab your attention? And like, I I love that strategy of like thinking, would I open this? And if the answer is no, then maybe like, let's work on the subject line. So, and I know a lot of things will, uh, maybe you could talk about this too. Like some of the things that will trigger the spam. Like again, you talked about like the email gods, the spam gods. What's that? What stuff is going to trigger those emails to go into a spam folder or the promotions folder? That's a great question. So there are. Um, you can just search like you know words not to use in subject lines or stuff like that. And there's like a whole list of them. I think free is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a few others too. Like. I don't know if this is true. I need to research it, but of I heard Facebook ads are like cracking down on anything that sounds like an MLM. Um, so oh. if it sounds like like work from home, they're like saying like mm, oh, yeah. you're probably an MLM, even though they need to update that because now everyone's working from home. But um, I think the same rules would apply to say an email. So if it sounds spammy, and the other thing too is like if you're gonna write a subject line like <laughs> Blake, you know Blake and and Ryan divorcing. And your email has nothing to do with that. Like it's a problem, right? Like we don't want clickbait. (laughs) No one wants clickbait. So you want to be careful not to make that 
subject line not go at all with your email because that's like another thing will flag you. But yeah, I forget the words. Again, I'd have to research them, which ones like they say are spammy, but I, I'm pretty sure free is one of them. And um, maybe not sale. There's another one that goes along with that. Um, again, people can just search it or something. Yeah. Discount maybe is what it is. There's a definitely one of those words that they're like, "Mm, this is spam. Another thing that I find triggers is you don't want to do an email. That's like just one giant image. So let's say you created like a graphic in Canva that had all your information or your entire, um, you know, all of your text, everything in it. We've all seen those emails that look spammy. This is why we don't want to do this. Um, that just are literally like one giant ad in an image and you see that in an email, you don't want to do that because it flags it almost immediately as spam because it's like all it sees is one giant image. There's no text for it to scroll and make sure that you're a person sending an email that's you know beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you just have one giant text thing in your email, that's like a big, big spam trigger. Oh, that's very good to know. I love that. Thank you for all those tips. I love it. And then maybe one more question. So Okay, maybe one other thing. So I know a lot of people ask me how, like you talked about people are afraid to do email marketing because they're afraid they're annoying their audience. So let's let's just say that welcome sequences are set up, like all those things are set up. How often do you email your list? So let's say you're not going to segment, you're just going to have one email that goes out to everyone. How often are you thinking? I always suggest once a week. If you can handle that, great, once a week. If for some reason you just literally cannot handle once a week, that's okay. Figure out what you can handle and do that and be sure you're consistent on it. So if that's every other week, then great. If that's once a month, that's fine. I wouldn't do less than once a month just because what's the point? Um, people are just going to not care when you do send stuff because you're not at front of mind. Um, so I always recommend once a week if you can. What I try and do is once a week, I set a day a week. I know the email's going to hit inboxes. So for me, it's Friday at 8 a.m. People get an email. So I know for me, <laughs> you could do this differently, but I'm an intuitive type worker. So I like to do mine on Thursday night because I just know what I want to say. I get it out there. Um, sometimes the week before I'll jot down an idea and just expand on it for my email on Fridays. Um, but so you could do the same thing. The other cool thing is if you're doing once a week, that's only four emails a month. So you could really sit down for one day at the beginning of the month and write all your emails and be done. Um, so if you're like a batch worker, it's kind of a dream right there. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, I mean, I recommend to clients at least once a week too, just because, you know, as you're talking about, like you have to get people in the habit of opening emails. And if you're not sending an email, then they're, you're not going to be top of mind. So I couldn't agree with that more. And the other thing is, is you can't pull the same data, right? So like if you have an email once a month, your data, you're not going to really know what people's behaviors are, what they are liking, what they're not liking for quite some time. Cause like, you know, if you're sending the, for three months, you, I, I usually need at least a month's worth of emails. So four emails to kind of understand user behavior. And then I can start to understand what they like, what they're clicking on, what they're not clicking on and target the emails a little bit more or cater. I should say the emails a little bit more to their tastes. Yeah. Um, whereas if you're only sending once a month, that data is going to take you a lot longer to obtain. And then, you know, it's like three months of time before you'd have that, maybe even four months of time before you'd have that data. And so it's like, let's, let's just do it sooner. So you know how to get more sales. Right. I agree. And especially if you are trying to leverage your email list for like for an e-commerce subscription business, you know, part of your email marketing strategy is that this is a sales channel for you. This is not, it's also a place where you can nurture your audience and and do all that. But emails are a sales channel. And that's my, that's the number one thing I use an email list for, um, for any of my clients is sales. Like you gotta, you gotta get the sales. And so in order to get sales, you have to be emailing your list (laughs) and not every email should also be a sales email. So it kind of goes with Shannon, you know, what you're talking about is that you have to kind of keep communicating with them on at least a weekly basis, I would, I would encourage like get started with one, but see how you can do like two emails a week. And maybe one is a promotional email and one is like the like, no one trust style. So like storytelling, educate your audience, or even if like you do a blog post, if your business has a blog, you could send one email could be your blog email and then one could be something else. So I think there's honestly so many endless ways to kind of keep in touch with a list, but And then just one more question, if you have time. So we talked now about kind of how 
how to leverage your email list, like how to build like no one trust, how to get open rates. Amazing. How do you like, what are some ways you can actually get people on your list to begin with? That's a great question. So I think the thing most product people see and maybe is suggested is, you know, put that pop up with 10% off. But mm-hmm. for me, and I'm a weird buyer probably to most for me, I'm like, if it's a brand new site to me, I'm like, um, I don't even, I haven't even like looked around yet. It's like the salesperson that comes up to you the minute you come in the door and you're like, I'm, I yes. just need a minute to like look around before I'm ready to commit to <laughs> giving you my email. So I always feel it's a teeny bit premature. You can set them to, to like when somebody's going to leave to pop mm-hmm. up rather than that, which might be a better strategy. Um, but personally, I think that maybe we can come up with ways that are a little bit more creative than just that 10% off code. Um, you could do a little bit more if you can, or you could do free shipping. That's another really good one that people love. Um, like, Hey, if you sign up for our email list, we'll send you free shipping. Um, there's, you can also try like maybe here's a good example. Actually, I have a friend who does handmade earrings. And so her email list does a lot more like how to style those earrings with her outfits. So she gives like, here's a guide for styling your wardrobe instead of, you know, trying to make it all about buying earrings. I think she also does have a discount code in that email as well, but it's not necessary. Like so much as she'll just be like, here's three tips for making sure your wardrobe's like on point. Mm. Um, and so people like have to get that. Cause they're like, Oh wow, what a cool idea. So you could do the same thing, with any type of business dogs. You could say like, here's three wit tips for like trying to get them to stop peeing in the house or something (laughs) like you could Mm -hmm. do something, anything, depending on what your business is like, what's something that you have a lot of knowledge in, or just even, even just three tips in, um, that you can give people. And that's another great way to give value, but also get them on your email list. I love that. I love it. I love the free shipping thing too. I think that's awesome. And I definitely, I love when you can incorporate a freebie or a guide or a checklist or some sort of a downloadable PDF into your email marketing strategy to grow your list. Because no matter what your business is, like people want some sort of information. So I love that. And in fact, one of my clients, we do have that on there. We actually embedded into their blog posts, but it's something like, I forget the name, but it's like 10 ways to grow your dog's Instagram account. And (laughs) people love it because that's like, of course, that's not relevant for an earring company or a skincare company, but for the people that business is targeting, like that's what they want. And so they get very high, um, uh, like their list is growing a lot because of that one freebie. So I love that. Skincare company, you tell me how to, the best way, the steps to take to wash my face in the evening. I will download that all day, every day. <laughs> I love it. I, I feel like it. I'm always lost when it comes that process. I'm like, wait, is it toner? And then this, like, I never remember. So it'd be great to have like, so I'm just saying if anyone, there you go, (laughs) (laughs) go create it. Yeah. It's, you have to be creative, you know? And I like, I'm, I definitely love the 10% pop up or whatever it is. And I think like, I like that. I love that you brought up the fact that you have to at least time the pop up to go off 20, 30, 40 seconds after someone has landed on the page. I also talk about that a lot with my clients because for the most part, um, they they have the pop-ups that go off immediately. And I'm like, you're wasting an opportunity because people are going to X out of that almost 99% because they haven't, they don't know your brand yet. And it's just, it can be annoying. So exactly. Well, and then it doesn't come up again. So let's say I do decide I want that 10%, but it's not there because it was at the beginning and I wasn't sure I needed to like have a look around first and then it's gone. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe I do want it, but you know what? I'm just going to look somewhere else because now I can't find it. And it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, so like, I think making it easy, I think you can put it in the footer of your website too, that just like, Hey, want 10% off, like grab it here. Um, making that really easy for that potential new customer. You'll see a huge return on that. I love that. That's actually happened to me many times. (laughs) I've like gone to a site and I click off the pop-up because it goes off right away, which is definitely annoying. And then you do it accidentally too. You don't mean to. And you're like, oh, well, oh, well, it'll be back. (laughs) But it isn't. (laughs) And I've had to actually go and open up a new incognito browser or go on my phone and do it just so I can actually get that code. So it's kind of a little silly, but I mean, maybe that's somebody's strategy, right? Like if you don't do it right away, you might be out. So maybe that's somebody's strategy. But I think just meeting your customers where you're at will actually serve you better. So I think, uh, I mean, it could be a good strategy for somebody, but maybe for you and I are on the same page with our strategy. So yes, I love it. I love it. 
Well, this was amazing, Shannon. You're just like so much insight and I'm so excited for everyone to listen to this. But to kind of wrap things up, tell people where they can find you and any freebies or any offer services that you have that could help people. We'd love to hear it. Uh, Thanks so much for having me. This has been really fun. I could talk emails all day, every day. So I'm into (laughs) it. Um, I am mrsvondy.com. That's where you can find me. Mrs. V as in Victor O-N-D-Y. And I am also at mrs.vondy on Instagram. So you can connect with me there. I love, I love Instagram. I feel like I spend all day, every day there. And I'm just fine with that. Um, and then if anyone would like, I have a five ways for creating content for your email list. I'll give that link to Carrie. Um, so you can get that as a freebie. Um, I also have another one on my site. That's like three easy ways to grow your email list. So you can grab that just straight on my site. There's not an annoying pop-up. There is a banner at the top that will guide you there. Um, (laughs) and yeah, and if anyone needs assistance with getting anything set up or wants to build one of those workflows, that's also a great way like to, you know, get some of that stuff off your plate. If you're just so overwhelmed, like outsource it, just outsource it because I think, and maybe I'm a little biased, but I think investing in your email marketing is so investing in anything in your business usually works well for you, but investing in email marketing, you're going to see that return pretty quickly because if you have a good person (laughs) in theory, because you're going to, you know, it's just such a moneymaker that I think a lot of people sit on. So if anyone needs any help, just reach out to me. I'm I'm, my DMS are always open or am I inbox too? Oh, well, thank you so much, Shannon. You're amazing. Thanks for having me. It's been really fun. Okay. That episode was amazing. Shannon brought her a game today and just gave so much knowledge. So I'm so excited for everyone to just start using some of these things that we talked about today and get started. So today was brought to you by the Marketing Accelerator Group Coaching Program. So this is my signature 12-week group coaching program that will teach you how to implement three key areas of marketing into your product business to skyrocket your customers and sales. That includes Instagram, email marketing, and working with influencers. This program starts in April. So if you want to apply today, you can head over to the link in the show notes or carriefitzgerald.com slash group slash coaching slash program. All right, guys, I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple podcast and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much. And I'll see you guys next week.